The weather is uh, all right and getting better. The sun is uh, more out than not. The field is in good shape. Uh, Ed Darm and his crew do a wonderful job of uh, keeping the field in condition. And whether you realize it or not, a groundkeeper is just as important as a ball player. In some ways more so because in these recent rains, it's been the fine work, the almost heroic work of Durham and his crew that have made uh, possible getting in some of these ball games. Now the Dodgers go out to take the field. Bill Postel goes down to coach at first base for Pittsburgh. Goldie Holt down to third. And speaking about the Dodgers, you know they're out to win today and every day. And, of course, that means that they've got to stay in top condition. You can bet they care for to eat good, nourishing meals. Meals that build stamina and muscle for hard-playing action. Listen to what uh, Coach Clyde Sukforth says. He said, Red, you can tell them that you just got to eat properly to keep in trim. And, friends, it'll pay you to follow his advice. And you're not eating properly unless you eat the right kind of a breakfast, which should include fruit, bread and butter, beverage, and a cereal. And be sure that cereal is a post-cereal. Now, the National Anthem. trying to break through. The field is in excellent shape. Groundkeeper Ed Durham has done his uh, most able job. Bankhead is on the mound. Campanella back of the plate. Hodges at first. Robinson at second. Reese at short. Cox at third. Gene Hermans is getting his first start is in left field. Ed in center is Duke Snyder. The right fielder is Carl Farello. Pete Castellone getting ready to be the uh, first batter. Castellon has a terrible time getting his name uh, pronounced uh, the way he wants it. It's spelled C-A-S-T-I-G-L-I-O-N-E. It looks like it's an awful tough one. But the way he says the family pronounce it is Castellon, just like uh, O-C-A-S-A-L-O-A-N, Castellon. Sunglasses are being taken out to shortstop Reese. Earlier this week, he lost a pop fly at short, you'll recall, in a ball game with the Braves. Sure, infielders wear those sunglasses. Post Serials, very happy to have you with us. And in addition to our usual New York audience over WMGM, we are delighted to have all of you through the Columbia Network. Delighted to have you on another Saturday at Brooklyn. Post Serials, happy to send it to you. And Castellone up there, hitting at 162, 6 for 37. Right-hand batter. Curve is half swung on and grounded foul alongside first. Strike one. Augie Donatelli, back of the plate. Frank Descoli on the line behind first. And Lou Jorda is the umpire on the line back of third. 
Castellone has been uh, hurt earlier this year with pull muscle in his leg. Johnny Hopp is not starting at first for the Pirates because of a pull muscle in his right leg. He hurt it sliding in second base a few days ago. Bankhead, tall, loose, limber. Pumps, twists, jerks, throws, and has a curveball hit high out to left center. Hamansky going over. The left fielder getting... Whoop! And he and Snyder run together. The ball drops, and Castellone comes into second base standing. Hamansky and Snyder kept right on going, and they bumped. Their gloves came together more sharper than their bodies. Nobody got hurt, but the ball dropped. And that's going to be a tough one for official scorer Lee Scott to have to assess an arrow on because they both were there. The rule, the unwritten rule, you know, is that the center fielder takes anything that he can get his glove on. And Snyder was there all right. Hermansky kept right on going. Gene, of course, has not had a chance to play left field all year. That's his first play out there. Maybe he was just too anxious and kept right on going. Ball was hit very high. Either one could have caught it in his hip pocket, but neither caught it. All right, left hand uh, hitting Tom Saffold up there. S-A-F-F-E-L-L. Bankhead deals. Fastball over for a call strike. And official scorer Scott says, well, you can't give an hour on either one. Both men were there. They banged together, so he gives uh, Castellone a two-base hit just now on the fly ball that dropped off the outfielder's gloves. So Castellone at second, crediting with a double. Bankhead in position on the mound deals. A curve swung on and missed. Strike two. Bankhead hurt a muscle in his right shoulder. Pitching in Chicago, if you'll recall. And... Uh, told us today that his shoulder is just as good as ever. Saffold hitting at 182, 8 for 44. This is the fourth meeting of the two teams this year. Brooklyn has won two out of the first three. Fastball swung on a high fly into center field. Snyder, Andrit, Andrit makes the catch. Castellone bluffs a goal over to third, but he doesn't. He stays right at second. Snyder makes a fine throw in. China stepping in, has hit three home runs in his last three games against Brooklyn and driven in a total of eight runs with those three swings. Kind of for the year is hitting a 239. He's knocked in 20 runs this year, seven home runs. Of course, those that he hit against Brooklyn were each good for a case of post sugar crisp. That's the newest of the post cereals. That's the award for home runs in Brooklyn games. Same as for shutouts pitched. The outfield and left field overshifted into into left. Fastball is inside at Kinder's knees. Ball one. I'll tell you how much Brooklyn has overshifted on Kinder. The only infielder between first and second is the first baseman Hodges. Robinson, the second baseman, is well over on the shortstop side of the bag. Reese, the shortstop, is two thirds of the way over to third. Cox is back deep. Snyder, the center fielder, is in left center. Hermansky is in the left field corner. Brello, the right fielder, is in right center field. Hodges is a third of the way over toward uh, second base from first. Kinda takes a letter ball over for a call strike. One ball, one strike. Kinda got off to a wonderful start in the spring. Reported to camp. Great shape. Brown is a berry. And he got hurt just before the season opened. And he's been a slow to round back into condition. One out, a man, a second, no score. Fastball swung on. It's a high fly ball into left field. Hermansky is under it. Under it. And he's got it. So, Tanner's out. High fly ball to the left fielder. 
two men are gone, and Nanny Fernandez up for his second time in the National League. Fernandez hitting a 257. 26 hits for 101 at bats. Very brunette, stockyish, big brown eyes. The sun is coming out uh, stronger and stronger. We had a rather dubious, threatening morning, and of course it rained last night. And uh, the night game had to be called, and that's why this is a doubleheader today. Fernandez, right-hand hitter, open stance, swinging from the end. Right in the bankhead's curve is on the outside. Ball what? Just received uh, a statement from the official scorer, Lee Scott, about the double just now. Scored for Castellon. Curve ball, outside ball two at the plate. The scorer says that in the rules, it is stated that when two players collide, a base hit must be awarded. So that takes the score off of a spot. As we tried to tell you, we didn't know how in the world he could uh, charge an error at either Hamansky or Snyder. They both were there. Bankhead takes a sign from Campanella for the 2-0 pitch. Fernandez probably hitting the Orster. Curve low outside. Ball three. Three and all. Three balls, no strikes. Little meeting right now of the Brooklyn uh, Battery. Two men gone. First base open. Castellone is a runner at second base. Bill Posdell, first base coach, beating his hands together, whistling. Goldie Holt standing quietly. He's the third base coach. Nice crowd on hand. But there are plenty of seats and people in the neighborhood are still coming. This is the first of a doubleheader. The 3 nothing pitch, fastball in there, and it's 3-1. and one. So all you folks who are in the vicinity, just get right on your mules and come right on in. Lower left, upper left, lower center. That area, wide open. Also the uh, upper stands in the left field corner before you get out behind the outfield. The 3-1 pitch. Curve swung on. There's a high fly ball into left center. Hamansky, the left fielder, is under it. Snyder's out of his way. And Gene makes the catch for the third out. So the Pirates got a break but couldn't capitalize on it. No runs. One hit. One man left. Dodgers coming in for the last, the first inning. Queen going out to the mound to get ready. Nice crowd on hand. More coming. And you know what's happening, friends? It's creating a lot of talk, this new post-cereal, Sugar Crisp. Sure is, because Sugar Crisp is the cereal that has everything. You see, Sugar Crisp is tempting, wholesome puffed wheat, with a delectable coating of sugar and honey. It's fun to eat. For breakfast, just add milk or cream and skip the sugar, because this cereal is already just sweet enough. In fact, you'll find Sugar Crisp so good, so tasty, that you'll just be eating it right out of the bag like candy. It's great for nibbling between meals, and every member of the family will love it. Wonderful for snacks, too. Yep, is a cereal, it's dandy. For snacks, it's handy, or eat it like candy. The new post-sugar crisp. Look for it at your grocers in the big cellophane bag with the three little bears on the outside.
Reese, Hamansky, and Snyder. That's how they go up against Queen. The sun is now out in full force, and we're going to have a fine afternoon. Just want to repeat again, all you folks in the vicinity of uh, Ebbets Field, you've got plenty of time for plenty of baseball. This is the first of a doubleheader. Post-serial bringing the first game. And the batter is Reese. Queen's first pitch is over. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, but what the second game will be played under lights. You know, uh, this year, uh, you can turn the lights on to finish a game started in the afternoon. Throw, curveball outside. So you don't have to worry about the second game being abbreviated. If it gets dark and the second game is still going, they'll turn the lights on. Reseating 237, swings and has a high drive deep out of the left center field, way back out there. Saffo, the center fielder, going back and makes the catch. Right back up against the concrete wall, about 380 feet away. Put out for the center fielder and one gone. Gene Hermansky, who's been used strictly as a pinch hitter and has two for five. He's the batter and Snyder's moved out on deck. No score. Right-hander Mal Queen on the mound. Ray Mueller catching for Pittsburgh. Right-hander's pitch. Curveball in for a call strike. Rookie Dale Coogan is at first base. At second is the veteran Danny Murtaugh. At shortstop, Pete Castellone and the third baseman Danny Fernandez. Here's another pitch to Hamansky. Drill down to the right side. Through in the right field for a base hit. Single. And Hamansky is on. That was a let ball. Queen pulled the string and Hamansky timed it and hit it through in the right. Single to right for Brooklyn's first hit. Snyder hitting at 310. 27 hits, 37 at bats. Snyder getting in. The outfield for Pittsburgh. Ralph Connor out in left. Center fielder is Tommy Saffold. And the right fielder is Wally Westlake. The outfield is well around toward right. Infield double play depth. Snyder swings and misses above a low curve. Nothing in one. Queen is pitching here in Kings County. That's the legal name for Brooklyn, Kings County. Throw. High outside. Ball one. Some of you folks who never visited New York, and it's a tremendous city of eight million. Made up of five boroughs. Brooklyn or Kings County, one of the boroughs. Queens is another. Both of those are on Long Island. Snyder takes a curve, low, ball two. In fact, a lot of people do not realize that Coney Island is just a part of the borough of Brooklyn or Kings County. But Queens and Kings, those are two of the five boroughs that are on Long Island. Manhattan or New York County is an island to itself. Throw the first nut in time. It's an island because of the um, Hudson River, the East River, and the Harlem River. Pitch outside, ball three, three and one. Then there's the Bronx, and that's its uh, name either way you look at it. And the fifth borough is Staten Island, or the borough of Richmond. Now, let's see. Queen taking first pitches, and it's swung on and fouled off. Three and two. So, on behalf of everybody in New York City, to all of you folks listening in on the network all around the country, 
a warm invitation whenever you get a chance. Come see us here in New York. Look around, check in on all the five boroughs, and be sure that you drop in at Ebbets Field, yeah? Glad to have you. Now, let's see. Big right hand to pitch is 3-2, and Snyder cuts, and there's a high fly ball into short left field. Kind of coming over. He's got a long way to go. He just does get there. Makes the catch, and Hermansky went all the way to second, runs back to first base, and just does get in to avoid being doubled off by Connor's throw. Connor was in left center field and had to come almost back to the left field foul line on a towering fly ball. It looked as though he wouldn't make it until the last moment. But he's a big, long-legged guy, and he didn't make it. Nice catch. And Robinson, the defending batting champion, and last year voted the league's most valuable player, and certainly the most publicized player in many and many a year. Robinson coming up. Reese is uh, up at the plate. He's the booking captain, and he's taking something up there about ground rules to Donatelli. And Donatelli is now pointing down in the Brooklyn uh, bullpen to uh, Dascoli. Uh, the discussion about the ground rules must center about that bench area down there in the Brooklyn bullpen. Time is called on the arbiters. Now Dascoli and Donatelli are pointing out to, uh, let's see, Dascoli is pointing out to Lou Jordan, and Donatelli is pointing out to second baseman Danny Murtall. Wait, let's see something. Let's see. Sam Naron runs out of the uh, uh, Brooklyn uh, bullpen and is throwing a ball up against the screen. And apparently there is a baseball or something stuck on the screen out there above right field. And what they're trying to do is knock it off. And you can understand that there might be rather interesting uh, complications if a ball was hit against the screen, dislodge the ball that's already up there, and then you get two balls in play, and which would be which? Boy, there's never a dull day at Brooklyn. So there are a couple of fellows from the Brooklyn bullpen out there throwing at, I believe, a baseball that is stuck in the screen, apparently from batting practice. And they can't get it off. So the umpires say, okay, we'll just have to uh, be sure that we take uh, an engineering eye if the ball's hit out there and make certain which one is which. That's an interesting screen. It's a 20-foot panel, a wire screen on top of an 18-and-a-half-foot concrete wall, right field. Anyhow, Robinson up. First pitch is low outside for ball one. Mel Queen on the mound. Boy, he did about everything that a pitcher could do at Indianapolis last year. He had a great season. He and Phil Hogstead burned up that leg. Hogstead in the Brooklyn uh, Club at St. Paul. Robbie swings a ground ball down through in the left field for a base hit. Manski at second base and holds on. Robinson singles through between third and short. Dodgers at first and second, two down. Post serial, sending it all to you wherever you are. Frollo, Carl Frollo, the right fielder hitting a 267. Outfield swung at the left a little bit. Infield up a step and straight away. Queen in position. Deals. And Ferrello swings and doesn't get a curveball. Throw down to first. And let's see Robinson's caught off between first and second. Mueller throws to first base and Jack is out. Robbie took a big uh, runoff first base and he, he was caught. So he's picked off. That's the way you'd call that one. The catcher to the first baseman. So ends matters in the last of the first inning. No runs, two hits, one man left. End of the first inning. No runs, one hit, and no errors for Pittsburgh. No runs, two hits, 
and no errors for Brooklyn. Now let's go with a post-scoreboard. It's a big day. Chicago is at Philadelphia, and at the end of two innings, the first-place Phillies behind Kurt Simmons are ahead 2-1 to one over Chicago and Bob Rush. Rush, by the way, has won four, hasn't lost. Simmons has won four and lost one. A doubleheader at the Polo Grounds, uh, made necessary for the same uh, reason that this is a doubleheader here today. Uh, rain last evening. So Cincinnati playing two over there. Blackwell is going in the first game. Uh, Kennedy started for New York, and Coslow took over in the first inning, and it, uh, let's see... Marty Irwin has just hit a three-run home run in the third inning to put the Giants ahead three to nothing. Uh, St. Louis playing in Boston. Brakeen for the Cardinals and Spawn for the Braves and no score at the end of the first inning. In the American League, our scores will be coming in later because of the difference in time. Boston is at Cleveland. That one is on uh, Eastern Standard Daylight Time. Stobbs pitching for Boston, Lemon for Cleveland, and no score at the end of half an inning. And that's all we have on that. There's no score here at Brooklyn. The friends talk about the winning score. It's always yours when you begin your day with any one of the famous Post, P-O-S-T, Post cereals. Say, have you tried our newest Post Sugar Crisp? You ought to get help to that. Wally Westlake. First up in the second inning for the Pirates. Right hand hitter. Right hand to Dan Bankhead for Brooklyn. Pitches. Fastball over for a call strike. Brother Westlake is hitting right now at 280. 18 runs batted in. He and Connor provide a very solid one two punch on that Buccaneer club. Out to your on toward left. Swing and a miss. High fastball. Nothing in two. No balls, two strikes. Throws. Over. Call strike three. Sharply. The bankhead has him looking. Want to remind all you folks around in Brooklyn again that you got plenty of time to come out for plenty of baseball. This is just the first out of the second inning of the first of two games, and the lights will be turned on necessary to see that both games are completely fulfilled. That's a new rule this year. Now rookie Dale Coogan is up, hitting at 143. Three hits so far. Takes a letter ball high inside, ball one. This is a big, strong-looking kid. Was at Keokuk two years ago and was at New Orleans and Indianapolis last year. Uh, manager Meyer feels that he still isn't ready, but it's good to have him up here for a while to get a look. Then he'll send him back to the minors. Then when he does come back to the majors, he will definitely be ready. That's, that's how he feels about him. He's playing right now. Hop has a bad leg. Bankhead throw. Swung on and missed. One and one. We're delighted that in addition to our... Our usual broadcast in New York and our Saturday afternoon network broadcast in the United States to have also with us the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. 21 pitch. Call second strike. And uh, all of the men and women in our armed forces all over the world, good greetings from Brooklyn, USA. If I may be permitted a little personal touch, especially to you fellows over there in the occupation zone in Germany where I had the pleasure of a 10-day tour. Has a swing and a miss to the curveball, and it is strike three. So Coogan strikes it on the curve, low inside under his hands. Two men are gone here in the second inning. No score. 
Danny Murtaugh getting in. A smart little second baseman hitting at 284. Plays hitters very well. Very brainy little ball player. Oh, it's a pleasant afternoon now. The sun has established itself. Throw. Fastball high inside. Ball one. Field is in uh, wonderful shape. Ballpark looking just as pretty as a brand new bug. Got a lot of baseball going today. Throw. Swung on. Grounded down. In fast third for a base hit. Cox dives. Can't get it. Amasti coming over to retrieve. Murdoch around first. Coming into second base and he's got an easy double. So she's a two-bagger. Hit inside third and down in the left field corner. Two down, a double inside third, and this is the second hit for the Pirates, each for two sacks. Catcher Ray Mueller coming up with first base open and the pitcher to follow, so it's a sense that Mueller will not get anything too good to hit at. At the end of three innings, first of a doubleheader, the Giants three, Marty Irwin, recently recalled, hitting a home run with two on, off Blackwell. Giants three and Cincinnati nothing. Cassie Mueller, one for 11 this year. There's his record over there at New York. The Giants stole into Pittsburgh. No score here at Brooklyn. Mueller, right-hand hitter. And a slow runner. Infield is back. Swings at a curve, doesn't get it. Curve on the outside, nothing in one. Naturally, Bankhead would like to get him for the third out. And so he'd have the pitcher as his first man up in the third inning. Now with first open at a matter of second and two down, the catcher will not get anything fat. That's for sure. Dan deals. Fastball is low outside, almost into the dirt. Mueller refused to chase it. Ball one. One and one. One ball, one strike, two out, a curve, swung on, drilled out in the left field. Hamaski going back, and he can't get it. It's in to the law left field seat for a home run. Boy, he made that one too good, and Mueller really branded it, and it is 2-0 in favor of the Pirates. For Mueller, that's his first home run of the year, and to his home will be sent a case of post-sugar crisp, and here he is touching home plate, and it is suddenly 2-0 Pittsburgh. That was an inside curve that Mueller fell away from and hit it like a line drive right out into lower section 30 in the left field stands. So I guess that one, if you ask Dan what happened, say, well, that one got away from me. An inside curve. In other words, you don't do that. You pitch that curve outside. But that one got inside, and Mueller, boy, that was like money from home when you're broke. Well, here's Pitcher Queen up there, and he feels a lot better about it now. Fastball high inside. Ball one. Mueller banging the home run. Two nothing. Favor the Buccaneers. That's the 24th home run for the Pirates this year. Dodgers at 23. That started even in that particular department for the ball game. Queen takes high for ball two. I feel back in the right. Doesn't matter. Queen is 0 for 6. Two 
Two nothing Fritz. In there for a call strike. Fastball is laid it over. Two and one. Right-handed deals. Curve swung on, hit down the short. Reese up with it. Fires over to first, and Queen is easily out. Two runs on two hits. Now Pittsburgh out in front, 2 nothing. Before we go along into the last of the second inning and the Brooklyn uh, counterattack, I want to ask you folks, do you like to pick and choose? Huh? Well, I expect you do when it's cereals that you're thinking about. Because... You're sure to go for that big and chewed package of post-tens. Yes, sir. You know, in post-tens, you get seven delicious cereals in ten individual servings. It's a wonderfully handy package for the whole family because everybody can then select his own favorite every morning. And whichever cereal you choose, well, you've certainly got a treat waiting for you. So get yourself a package of post-tens the next time you go shopping, you yeah? That's a swell way to get acquainted with those guaranteed fresh post-cereals. And after you've tried them, you'll know why it's post for flavor, post for freshness, post for the most of everything good in cereals. Well, let's jimmy along now into the last of the second inning for all Hodges and Cox. Queen, Mel Queen pitching. And ahead now, 2 nothing. Curve is high for ball one to Ferrello, who was up there at the plate, you recall, and Robinson straight off first base and was thrown out. Close matters in the first inning. Tall right-handers pitches a curve over for a strike. Pittler, Jake Pittler, sugarfooting along there at first base. He's the coach at that point. Milton Stark coaching at third. This is just the beginning of a real big baseball afternoon in Brooklyn. 21 pitch, swung on, a ground ball down to short. Castellon scoops, throws, and throws out by two running strides. Six to three if you're scoring, or short to first. Big Gil Hodges marching in. He folks in New York got plenty of time to get over here to Brooklyn and see plenty of baseball. First of a doubleheader. Post serials. Sending everybody the broadcast of the first game. Now I got Gil Hodges hitting a 297. I feel around toward left. Curve catches the outside just above the knees before it goes off. Call strike. Mueller giving the sign. There's a high fastball that is swung on and fouled back close to the stands and onto them and out of play. Mueller came running back, gave it a look just to be sure he couldn't get it, and he couldn't. I guess Mueller feels better about things. He's catching his first game for the Pirates, second time he's been to the club. First at bat, kaboom. But he hit that one in there, too. Queen deals, and Hodges hits a high foul. This one's also back on the stands. Still two strikes. Hodges, big, strong, strapping fella. Queen, six-foot right-hander, delivers a curve, swung on, foul back. Still two strikes.
Gill's fishing that wood. Throw. Call strike three. Fastball. He fooled him. If he'd given him courage, he caught him. Tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock, Cincinnati will be here at Brooklyn. And Ben McFarland Jack Collins has just told us there are 15,000 seats at all locations and all prices for tomorrow's game. For Monday night's game in Cincinnati, there are 11 seats. 11,000 seats. All prices. And then there's a night game Wednesday night with the Cubs coming to Brooklyn. 15,000 seats for that. Billy Cox steps up, takes a curve, low, ball one, last to the second. So for tomorrow's game with Cincinnati, 15,000 seats available. For Monday night's game with Cincinnati, 11,000. For Wednesday night's game with Chicago, 15,000 seats. Cox foul tips the pitch. One and one, one ball, one strike. Cox, who came to the Brooklyn Club from the Pittsburgh team, Cox hitting 261. Right hand batter, takes an outside hook. Ball two. Two and one. Two one pitch. Call strike two. Good curveball on the outside. Two and two. There's a breeze that is blowing... Um, in from left field. Not too strong. 2-2 two, two pitch. Curve outside and it is 3-2. Three, three balls, two strikes. Mueller gives a sign. Pitch swung on, grounded, slowly down towards short. Castellone charges, throws, and just in time, cocks it up. Nice play, it's short. Nothing across the Dodgers. And at the end of two innings, Post Serio sending it all to you from Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. It is Pittsburgh two runs on the uh, home run with Myrtle aboard in the second inning. The Dodgers nothing. Now let's uh, pause 20 seconds for station identification. Well, we hope the ball game will go along at the present pace, but if it uh, is too elongated, remember that over the station at which you are listening, uh, CBS will bring you on the cavalcade of sports, the uh, Preakness, at 5 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. We'll be clear for that. All right, let's see about the ball game now as we move into the third inning. Ball game, uh, roughly a half an hour old. Going along, good time, good shape, first of a doubleheader. Pete Castellone is the initiating hitter the third inning. He hit the high fly ball under which uh, left fielder Hamaski and center fielder Snyder collided in the first inning, and that was automatically scored a base hit. Castellone hitting 184. Ducks underneath the high curve ball. Ball one. The end of four innings, 
The Phillies are leading the Cubs 2-1. to one. Simmons and Rush, the opposing pitchers, each going for his fifth victory. Sounds like a good game, doesn't it? Castellon, slender, right-hand batter. Swings a high pop fly. It's foul up toward first base. Let's see catcher Campanella going down and makes the grab close to the stand. Hodges, realizing that Campanella had the ball under control, got out of the way. When the ball was caught, it was closer to first base than it was to the plate, but Campanella had taken dead aim and was asserting himself. It is 3-0 in favor of the Giants, first of a doubleheader at the Polo Grounds over Cincinnati at the end of four and a half innings. The Braves lead the Cardinals, 1-0, end of two innings. Yankees are starting Sanford against uh, Hafner at Chicago. Tom Saffold, left-hand hitting center fielder, swings on the first pitch, fouled it off. At the end of the first inning, single game, the Red Sox and the Indians, it is 2-0 in favor of Cleveland. Bob Lemon, who is some pumpkins, is a pitcher as well as a hitter, is going for Cleveland, stobs for the Red Sox. That's the post scoreboard. They're up to date on everything. I feel toward right on Saffel, who pulls him. Hitting 173. Hit a high fly ball to center field to Snyder in the first inning. Right hand to Bankhead deals, and there's a bunt attempt to the curve and missed. Strike two. Bunting for a base hit, of course. No balls, two strikes. Bankhead deals, fastball, just under the knees, low. One and two. Saffold choking that stick slightly. Lean right-hander, delivers, curve into the dirt. Bounces through. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Let's see. Four, eight, twelve, sixteen. Sixteen military planes in a very tight formation buzzing up ahead here. There's a lot of air traffic uh, above uh, the ballpark here at Brooklyn. Connie and the old redhead been sitting here watching it for years. Of course, Desmond's an authority. Tell you what a plane is just from looking at it one eye. Sample hits a high pop fly. Let's see. Second baseman Robinson coming on and makes the catch. The ball was up so high that Robinson and Hodges had time to uh, play odd man to see who would catch it. Put out for the second baseman. 2 nothing favor the Pirates. Ralph Kiner stepping in. He's the third highest paid player in the game this year. I don't know. He may be the all-time uh, highest paid player in the history of the National League. I expect he is. He's topped today, of course, by Ted Williams, who gets the most, and then DiMaggio. Throw, swung on, a line drive into left center field for a base hit. So kind of singles and is aboard. Two gone, single into left. Hit number four for the Pittsburghers. Nanny Fernandez, right then hitting third baseman. Fernandez hitting 255. Infield up a step. 
Back at deals. Curve swung on a high puck fly in a short right field. Robinson, second baseman out. Under it, under it, under it. Got it. No runs, one hit. Two nothing. Favor the Pirates. And now, Mr. Desmond, we haven't heard that baritone of yours, son. Where you been hiding it, huh? Oh, I've been around here someplace. Look at the television. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that you're here with us, what's new in the post-cereal lineup? Sugar crisp, Red. New and terrific. It's a honey of a cereal, friends, because Sugar Crisp has everything. Now, just imagine a sugar and honey coating on wholesome puffed wheat. Man, that's Sugar Crisp. For breakfast, it's sensational. Just try a tempting bowlful with milk or cream. Remember, you don't need sugar, because it's already just sweet enough. It's perfect for between-meal snacks, too. And for an enjoyment anytime, anywhere, eat it right out of the bag. Yes, sir, as a cereal, it's dandy. For snacks, it's so handy. Or eat it like candy. Post-sugar crisp. Look forward to your grocers in the big cellophane bag with uh, three little bears on the outside. You can't miss it. That's it, Red. What were you talking about, Connie? That sugar crisp, you mean? <laughs> hey, Desmond, are you nervous? Yeah. You know that we're on uh, MGM, as we always are in New York. You're on CBS. And also, you're on Armed Forces. Be careful. Somebody's going to hear you. <laughs> Last of the third inning. 2 nothing Pittsburgh and Roy Campanella up. Mel Queen pitches. High inside. Ball one. Campanella followed by Bankhead, who, by the way, is a good hitting pitcher. And then by Reese. Queen deals. The fastball over for a call strike. Got that one off the head. One and one. After you round toward left. Right handers pitch swung on foul back. One and two. One ball, two strikes. First man up, last to the third. The infield's back on Roy for two reasons. He hits that ball hard. And secondly, he's not too swift in getting down to first. Swings on the curve and hits the foul on top of the stands back of right field and out of the park. For those of you who haven't seen Abbott's Field, it's a double-decked stadium, and the double-decking begins at right field's corner. In other words, there is no stand in back of right field. That's the, that's the famous uh, fence, a wall, a right field wall. But the stands go all the way around in a rough U. Campanella foul just in back. As you begin your stands at uh, left center field, and you come right around and back of, uh, I mean, at right center field, you come right back around behind center, double deck back of left field, all the way back of home plate, out back of first base, and all the way down to the wall at the end. And back of right field is Bedford uh, Avenue. Curveball outside, ball two. That's uh, one of the big thoroughfares. It's about a six-lane street in Brooklyn. But that's a 40-foot-high right field wall, if you want to be exact, 39 and a half feet. 19 and a half feet of concrete and then 20 feet of uh, wire panels. Pitch low outside ball three. See, Al Schacht is sitting down there back of the Brooklyn bench, taking in today's ball game. Three balls, two strikes. Campanella takes ball four and Queen Walker. A pitch close to me. First base on balls we've had. Roy goes over to first base. The tying run comes up. 
Nobody in the stand seems to be at all concerned that Pittsburgh is ahead two to nothing. The last game played at Brooklyn was two afternoons ago when the Cardinals were out in front eight to nothing and the Dodgers got four runs in the eighth inning and five in the ninth. Oh, that was a wild one. That was really full of fleas. That was a doozy. It's talking about that one, and they will for a long time. And if you folks listening in, my advice to you is don't go ask the Cardinals about it. Dan Bankhead, up there, two hit. There's a batter. He's one for eight. He's a good hitting pitcher. Fine athlete. Swings on the curve, doesn't get it. Nothing in one. A couple of years ago, Branch Rickey had the idea that Bankhead was such a uh, good hitter. They might turn him into an outfielder. And Dan plays pretty good outfield, but they feel that his major league potential lies in his pitching. Infield double play depth. Dan swings, trickles the ball foul outside third base, and his bat spun out of his fingers and went halfway to third. Every time I see somebody overswing on a ball and, and have the bat rip out of their fingers and go down to a third base, I think of Pepper Martin. They used to happen to Pepper all the time. You know, Pepper in his hitting was always gripping the bat. In other words, he tried to get a double hand squeeze on the handle of the bat just as he hit the ball. So if he was off timing, of course, the bat would get away from him. Bankhead swings and misses on the curve. Strike three. So down he goes. That's the second strikeout for Queen. Mel Queen is the hurler for Pittsburgh. Two nothing. There were the Buccaneers. The Dodgers battling to try and Past the flying fillers. Philadelphia in first place, a half a game ahead of Brooklyn. It's quite a ball club. That's a very fine job that young Bob Cobner's done down at Philadelphia. Reese up. Fastball inside, low inside. Pee right hand hitter. Batting at 235, which is a little bit under his gate. I feel toward left. Curve is good. Ball strike. Like to repeat again, this is early in the day. Third inning of the first of two games. The lights will be turned on to complete the cycle if necessary. And there are thousands and thousands of seats still available. The time side to reach the ball, too. So you folks in the neighborhood, just come right on over. Let's say there must be eight to 10,000 seats available right now. Plenty of them. Come on. Be no rush. Queen misses high inside ball three. So, walking Campanella, striking out Bankhead. He's now behind 3-1 on Peewee. Reese uh, cast an inquisitive glance down at third base coach Milton Stock, who's the central man in the wigwag system. And his shot, of course, gives the orders. Stocky usually uh, relays them to the players. 3-1 pitch is. Ball four. High. Inside. That walks the tying run to first. Run is at first and second. That's not calculated to make manager Billy Meyer relish uh, his approaching dunner this evening. Pittsburgh bullpen is now going to go to work. A little stirring around down in the left field corner. Hamansky, who singled in the first inning, three for six this year. 
Now, Stan Batten, I feel around into right infield. It's up on the left side. It's a ground ball down to third. Up for it is Fernandez. Throws to second base. They get one. The throw to first base is not in time to get Hamansky. Uh, Campanella slowed up. Uh, Fernandez played just a moment. Roy in running over. You know, he was running seconds toward third. When he got close to Fernandez, he just stopped. In other words, he tempted Fernandez just for a moment to tag him. Forrest Main, the right-hander, warming up the bullpen now for Pittsburgh. So you have a force at second, the third baseman to the second baseman, that's all. Amansky on it first to the fourth. Campanella on the field is choice, moving over to third. And the batter is Snyder. It's 2 nothing. favor the Pirates. Snyder hitting 307. Swings and gops the ball into right field for the base hit. Terry Capital are in the score. Brooklyn first round. Hamansky on his way around the third and goes in after the extra base. And when the throw goes through the third base, Snyder takes the extra base going in the second. So the Dodgers running, taking the extra bases. They got two extra bases there in that one sequence. Hamansky going from first to third. And when the throw went through to third base, Snyder went on to second. First base is open. Robertson's the hitter. It's a two-to-one game now. And the joint is thoroughly aroused here at Brooklyn. Queen delivers, and Robbie hits the curve down the third. Fernandez up with it. The throw goes to first base in time by a step, and Robinson's out, and the inning is over. So the Dodgers pick up a run. They cashed one of the two walks. One hit Snyder driving it in. For the Duke, that was the 12th run that he's uh, driven in this year. Well, Connie Desmond's going to come over and take the play-by-play for us on our post-serial broadcast uh, the next three innings. But before he does, and you folks around the country, if you want to listen and join in, fine. This is aimed primarily, though, at our folks in New York City. But any of you that want to pay any attention to it, just great. You know, the problems of, of a city uh, are terrifying, especially those for kids that uh, are born in families that just haven't got the money to send them to summer camps and to private schools and take them around places. And when you put your mind to it, what does a city kid do in the summertime? Uh, it's, not a, it's not a pleasant answer. Somebody's got to help, and especially those, those fellows down there on the lower fringes. Somebody's got to help. And I don't know any better job anywhere on the face of the earth than the job that is done by the New York Police Athletic League. It's a tremendous job. It's a lot of extra work for the New York Police Department, but that's really when you get to thinking about law enforcement. When you got your policemen trying to see to it that you do not have lawbreakers, well, that's it. So how about sending some dough? The PAL needs a million dollars to continue and expand its work. So send some money to the PAL at Police Headquarters, New York 13, New York. That's a simple address. Police Athletic League, New York 13, New York. Okay, Desmond? Wally Westlake leading off, top half of the fourth inning. Two on a fair. Bankhead down this pitch, curve on the inside corner for a strike. Ray Mueller cracked a home run with Murtaugh aboard. For the two pirate tallies. The Dodgers cashed in one of the two walks given up by Mel Queen. Snodder whacking it in to make it 2-1, Pittsburgh. Overhand pitch swung on and popped up. Meekly back from second base, there's Robinson shielding his eyes from the sun and takes it for the out. There's not so much of, uh, of the sun out, but it's trying to duck through, and it sort of uh, leaves a glare. Very difficult for these infielders and outfielders to go after these big, high pop flies. One out. 
Up there now is young Dale Coogan, who struck out on an inside curveball right off his fist the last time up. Batting at 136. Just a baby. Backhead down with an overhand fastball, missing outside. Dan, uh, with the exception of the one pitch that he made to Mueller, has been working very nicely to spots. He's been thrown off the edges. Right side backed up a bit. Left-hand hitter up. Takes a high outside hard one for ball two. Bill Posdell, the old pitcher, coaching down at first base, and Goldie Holt, former minor league manager, last at Beaumont, is at third base. Outfield is swung around into right field. Count ball two. Dale Coogan, first, second man up. Swings on the pitch and misses. Ball two, strike one. Coogan will be followed by Murtaugh. Dale steps out for a moment. Pirates lead by the score of 2-1 to one here in the top half of the fourth inning. Backhand ready to rear back. Comes out with another one. And there's a bunt pushed up along the third baseline. Cocks up with a throws to first. Down in time. And Coogan outlegs a bunt single up towards third base. Cox made the play very nicely. But he was caught back there deep. Although he got the ball over, it was about a half a step too late. Coogan lays in with a bunt single. Hit number five off Bankhead. And here is Murtaugh, who doubled just inside third base. First time up. Got his double with two out, and then Mueller lost one back in the left field seats. Dan, off to a fine start, batting at 292. Coogan out at first base. Hodges holding the bag against him. One out. Pirates lead 2-1. to one. Bankhead checks it first and pitches to the plate to Murtaugh. It's outside the throw to first, not in time, as Coogan went diving back with a hand. Very little win. Backhead now, ready for his pitch again, turns and throws to first base. The Chicago Cubs, with a run in the top half of the sixth inning, have now tied the ball game with the Phillies. They're even at two runs each. Simmons against Bob Rush. Rush certainly is off with a rush. He's won four without a setback. Simmons, a tough potato to deal with, has a 4-1 record. So two of the league's best. And there goes Coogan. The pitch taken at the plate. The throw on to Robbie at second base is in time. Robinson had the ball waiting for him, and Coogan went into what was almost a half slide. I don't think he knew what he wanted to do, whether to get down or stay up. Anyway, the throw was there, and young Dale was cut down on an attempted steal. Pitch, as we told you, was outside for ball two. So two out now in the top half of the fourth inning. Murtaugh up there with the count his way. And Mueller is on deck. He's the lad that bumped the home run. Bankhead now can go back to his full pumping motion. Base is empty. Now with a fastball inside for ball one. There's a big constellation over into LaGuardia. The Flatbush Range Station for LaGuardia is right around here. That's why you have a lot of air activity. Now the 3-0 pitch to Murtaugh, and it is over for a strike. Gus Donatelli is back of the plate, calling balls and strikes. Veteran Lou Jordan down back of third base, and young Frank Nescoli at first base. Backhead sets to deliver 3-1, does, and it's high inside for ball four, so on to first base goes Murtaugh, second time he's been on. 
Bankhead gives up his first walk. So here's a fellow that's slapped in for the home run, Ray Mueller. Batting at 167. That was his second hit of the year, but it was good for two runs. Mueller, when he was a member of the Cincinnati club, used to hit very well in this ballpark. So Ray steps up. Base on balls to Murtaugh. Two out. The score, two to one. Favor the Pirates. Post serials sending it all your way. Bankhead down an overhand fastball swung on and lifted high out towards left. Under it is Hermansky waiting. Down it comes, and Gene takes it for the out. So in the top half of the fourth inning, no runs, one hit, no Dodger errors, and one man left on. Okay, Red. Connie, I've been struck wherever I've gone by the tremendous interest there is in the Brooklyn Dodgers all over the country. Oh, boy, and we have something for the people who are interested in them, too. That's right. Now, all of you folks who would like to know a little bit more about how this uh, famous Brooklyn farm system works, you can find out on pages 8 and 9 of our new 1950 Dodger yearbook. Also, you'll find out all kinds of fascinating facts about the Dodgers on the other pages of this big baseball book that the post-serial folks are offering you right now. You'll see colorful action pictures, just bales of statistics showing the records and the record makers, and feature stories about the players and about the ball club that you won't find anywhere else. And to get your copy of the new 1950 Dodger yearbook, simply mail the box top from any post serial or the front panel from a sugar crisp bag, plus a quarter, to Dodger yearbook, box 79, Brooklyn 1, New York. Now, be sure that you order it this very weekend, here. Yeah? Now, this is the same book that sells in the ballpark here for 50 cents, but it's yours for only 25 cents and the box top from any post serial or else the front panel of a sugar crisp bag. And that address again is Dodger Yearbook, Box 79, Brooklyn 1, New York. Now, send for it today, here, and include your own name and address, otherwise we can't send it to you. Kyle Furlow leading off last of the fourth inning. Takes his sidearm curveball outside, ball one. Queen has uh, walked a couple, got himself in a jam there in the third inning, and the Dodgers nicked him for a run as Snyder blasted one into right field for a run-producing single. Murillo takes a sharp hook this time on the corner for a strike. Queen, a veteran of the Yankee farm system, he made a lot of stops. He was at Newark and Kansas City before they brought him up to the varsity over at the stadium. Big 200-pounder now on the fastball inside, ball two. Queen was born at Maxwell, Pennsylvania, one of the coal regions of that great state, and now makes his home out in sunny California, Woodbridge. Six-footer, 200 pounds. Ball two, strike one, the count on Ferrillo. Kyle cuts him. It's a fly ball. Back of third base. It may be trouble. Coogan goes back, but it lands untouched in the Dodger bullpen. Wally Westlake, the right fielder, Murtaugh, the second baseman, and... Young Dale Coogan were all chasing that one. Just a strike as Ferrillo comes back up towards home plate. So Ferrillo steps in again, examining his stick, finds it all right. Just Donatelli, calling balls and strikes, pulls his mask on, and here we go again. In case you just joined our post-serial broadcast, we're in the last of the fourth inning, Pirates leading the Dodgers, 2-1, to one, first of a doubleheader. There's a base knock, and right back through the middle. Tommy Staffel out there in center field, feels the ball and gets it back into Murtaugh at second base. So Perillo puts the tying run on. 
Bouncing a single back to the box and brings up Gil Hodges. The big fellow from Indiana hitting at 293. He looked at call strike three his last time up there. So the base hitter rouses things around Ebbets Field here. Furlow on with a tying run. Clean now must go to his stop position. He's in the places the boxer called to throw the first not in time. Al Barley called three box on uh, Max Lanier the other day here. Another lob throw to first. No dice. Hodges has 27 base hits. Big, strong, right-hand batter. The pitch to him is up high for ball one. Braves got a tally on the Cardinals. They lead one to nothing at the end of two. Outfield deep and around into left field here on Big Gill. Queen sends a curve up high and outside. Ball two. Forrest Maine was up throwing uh, for the Pirates in the last inning. It looks like he's going to get up again down there. We're all at first base. Dale Coogan guarding the bag against him. Queen now with a check over at first. Pitches to the plate. Swung on and a fly ball is hit out into left field. Over for it comes Saffle, the center fielder, and Connor then goes in for the catch. You have to wait the way these outfielders have been playing today. Hermansky and Snyder bumped together out there. And Castellon got himself a double, leading the ball game off. Connor taking that high fly ball. Billy Cox playing fine ball down at third base. Hitting at 250, 6 for 24. Perillo at first base, one out. Pittsburgh two, Brooklyn one. Billy swings and cuts this one foul, going down in the right field seats way near the bullpen. Bangs up against the wall down there and then kicks into the stands. Long, loud strike. Jake Pittler, coaching at first base, Milton Stock around at third. Campanella out on deck. Billy Cox about here with Perillo with a tying run out at first base. Queen comes to his stop position now. Checks first. Throws into Cox, who swings and lifts a high foul back of the plate. Here comes Mueller, still chasing it, but he can't get it. It's on the screen. Ray went right back up against the barrier. Strike two. Young Bobby Morgan, who uh, was the most valuable player in the international loop last year, also the batting king, started at third base for the Dodgers this year. Those of you who may not be too well acquainted... And Billy Cox finally was sent in there to give Morgan a rest. And Billy's been in there playing every game. In fact, young Morgan is sitting on the top step right now near the water cooler. Watching Cox up there with a bat. Strike two against him. Queen comes in with a curveball outside for ball one. Ball one, strike two. Cardinals got a run on the top half of the third inning, so they stand even with Boston at the end of three and a half. Straight away outfield on Cox. He sprays his hits to all fields. Likes to hit into right. Throw to first, and Frollo goes back with a hand stab at the bag. He got there. Descoli. Right over for the call. Ball one, strike two on Billy. Queen is tossed over about four or five times trying to catch Frollo off. He's down with a big, long, tempting lead. And he draws another throw, and back he goes. Makes it kind of tough on Pittler coaching over there at first base. Carl with these long leads. Ball on strike two. Brillo down again. Now the pitch into Cox. Curveball outside. Ball two. 
ground around the front of both dugouts and back of home plate still rather soggy from the bad weather we've been having around New York. That outfield a little tricky, too, in spots. Now the 2-2 pitch, swung on, there's a fly ball, it's deep back in the left field. Sample goes way, way back for it, still going, reaches high up in the air, and the ball is off the fence. There goes Perillo into third base, and they hold him up as Cox doubles off the left center field wall. Just about three or four more feet, and that one would have been in for a case of sugar crisp. But Sample reached up high, got his mid out, it couldn't hold it, and the ball bounced out. Connor went over, retrieved, and got it back in. It's a double for Cox, his third of the year. And Perillo, who had a hold up, waiting to see whether or not the ball would be caught or not, made it the third. And Campanella is going to be put on to load him up. First base is open. And they'll take their chances with Bankhead banging into a double play. So there's the first one, and the fans don't particularly care about the intentional pass. They never do to one of their favorites. Walk number three by Queen. Now the sun comes out brightly. Still some dark clouds up over the left field stands. Could mean rain. There's ball four. Cavanello trots down the first base to load him up, and here comes Dan Bankhead. Out, out to try to help his own cause. He's a batter. He's one for nine. Getting at 111. We told you that the Cubs in Philadelphia tied at two runs, and they just received word that Jim Constante has come in to pitch for Philadelphia in the seventh inning. He's their number one relief man. So bank it up with the bags loaded. Furlow down at third base. Billy Cox at second. Campanella is at first, and they're playing their infield halfway in. Coogan is up in front of the runner at first base. Here's a pitch, and it's outside, ball one. Coogan is ready to charge in, along with Fernandez, the third baseman, in case the Dodgers might want to work the squeeze here. One out, they could, for a lower pass man on a third. Here's the pitch coming down, swung on, and trickled out along the third baseline, and allowed to roll, foul. Foul. Oh, Perillo's already ducked in the dugout. He's called back. He wasn't going to turn around and look to see whether or not it was fair or foul. Cox moves back to second base and Campanella to first. It'll trickle foul not along the third baseline. So it's a 1-1 count. Bankhead trying to at least get himself even here. Pittsburgh, two, and the Dodgers, one. Last half of the fourth inning. Forrest Main showing back of Mel Queen down in the bullpen. Here's Mel's full pumping motion. The pitch swung out and missed. Chased the curb. Strike two. Pee Wee Reese is on deck. Willow down at third. Cox at second. Cabanell at first. Now Coogan uh, plays back of Cabanell at first base. And the rest of the inner defense takes a couple of steps back too. Pitch swung out. It bounced down to shortstop. Over to Mertzoff for one. The throw to first is in time. And Reese doesn't like the call on that. Throws his bat on. Kicks it to dirt. And Fittler is out there talking to Descoli along with Robinson, too. And there's Duke Snyder getting in on the act. Also, Reese now is going out to talk, too. Here comes Milton Stock and a rhubarb is on at Ebbets Field. Bang, bang play to complete a double play. 
And the Dodgers are steaming. Score that six to four to three if you're putting them down. And it's the 24th double play for Pittsburgh. Well, they're still hooting and hollering. Descoli goes walking down the right field line to get out of the way of it. And Al Pittler comes running back into the dugout. It was a bang-banger over there at first base to complete the double play. Well, we'll check our post-serial scoreboard here for you. Chicago and Philadelphia rush started against Simmons, Constanti in the seventh. It's a 2-2 tie with the Cubs at bat on the top of the seventh. First of a doubleheader, Cincinnati at New York. It is 3-0 in favor of the Giants at the end of six and a half. St. Louis, Boston with Burkini against Spahn. 3-1 in favor of the Braves at the end of four innings. In the American League, New York at Chicago. Sanford against Mickey Hefner. 1-0 New York at the end of four innings. The Boston Red Sox lead Cleveland 3-2 at the end of two and a half. Philadelphia is at Detroit and Washington is at St. Louis. Well, Bruce Edwards has come out to tune up Bankhead. He'll be taking a little time, so it'll be a chance for us to pause for station identification. This is Connie Desmond with Red Barber back here at Ebbets Field, Brooklyn, USA, for Post Serials. Send you this first of a doubleheader your way. Pittsburgh leads 2-1 to one in case you just joined us. Mel Queen will be the first hitter for the Buccaneers and walking out now up towards home plate. Now the Dodgers almost had one to tie it up. And a bang-bang play at first base. Bankhead hitting into a double play to get Mel Queen out of a bad round. Mel was a batter, is over seven. Big 200 pounders, we told you. Swings right-handed. Bankhead out on the mound. Ready to deliver now as we go on the top of the fifth. Castellone and then Saffle will follow. Bankhead first pitch, a curve swung on and fouled outside of third base. Strike one. New ball flipped out. The outfield is playing a queen to swing a bit late. They're um, in the right field on him. Backhead rearing back. Spins come down. The pitch swung on and popped up out near short. Reese comes running in two, three, four steps, patting his mitt and takes it for the out. Queen popping up. Shortstop Reese. Pete Castellone, who got a double in the first inning when Urbanski bumped into Snyder and knocked the ball out of his mitt. He's a batter now with one out, nobody on. Second time, he fouled to Campanella over near the railing of the box seats near the Dodger dugout. Castellone batting at 179. Outfield pretty much straight away on him, with the exception of Perillo's over towards right center. Bankhead's pitch swung on as a little looper and a broken bat. The ball sails out on the left and drops in front of Hermansky for a base knock. So Castellone comes up with his second hit. This one a little blooper in front of Hermansky in left field. And Tommy Saffel, left-hand batter, now faces Bankhead. Saffel batting 170, 8 for 46. 
Savile had uh, a couple of fine years at Indianapolis, the Pirates Farm Club and the American Association. Wanted uh, bringing him up last year. That was at the tail end of the year. Castellone out at first base, one out. Infield in double play depth. Overhand fastball is low. Ball one. Bankhead out of the mound for the Dodgers. And Polika now gets up and starts to throw down on the bullpen. Bankhead throws again in there, half chopped on and fall back. Sample trying to check his swing. The Chicago Cubs came up with three runs in the top half of the seventh inning and now lead the Phillies five to two. New baseball put in play by way of first base. Gil Hodges over there, rubbing it up with those big meat hands of his. Flips it back out to the bankhead. The count 1-1 one, one on Saffle. Young Irv Polika. Like he's about number one out of the bullpen these days around here. Throwing. Bankhead to his stop position. Castellone on first base. The pitch swung on and fouled right at Campanella's feet. August Donatelli examines the baseball. It's sort of muddy in the area around home plate. Finds it all right. Flips it back out. Clouding up a little bit here at Abbott's Field. Not dangerously so, but there's some rain in those clouds up there. Bankhead set to deliver 1-2 now. Does. Saffold takes it inside. Ball two. Bankhead's got a good curveball, and he has a very deceptive motion on the mound. Of course, he's not as effective uh, from the stop position of the runner on at first base, but when he can go to his full windup, he gives you a lot of motion. Castellone with his lead again. Bankhead holding his stretch now. Spins come down, an overhand pitch. Good in there for all strike three. Saffold caught looking. Third strikeout now for Daniel. He put two of them back-to-back in the second inning, Westlake and Coogan. And now here's Ralph Carter. Hitting at 244, seven home runs. Last time the Dodgers saw him at Forbes Field, he hit two and beat him single-handedly. Last one a grand slammer. So Castellone ready to go on anything now. Top half of the fifth. Pittsburgh, two, and Brooklyn, one. Bankers pitch a curve up high for ball one. Connor, one of the great hitters in the game. Off to a very slow start as far as uh, base hits of all varieties concerned. He hurt his wrist early in the year, and that slowed him up. Fastball backs him away. Ball two. They got the overshift on him. Robinson, Reese, and Cox are all around on the left side of the infield. Gil Hodges is on at first base holding the bag against Castellone, and the whole right side is unprotected. A big hunk of real estate. The only one standing there between first and second is Jordan, the umpire. Pitch up too high. Ball three. Danny Fernandez is on deck. Cabanella gets a new baseball and starts walking it out to the mound. Ball three. The Cincinnati Reds move into Ebbets Field tomorrow. All the Western teams swinging through the East. 15,000 seats available. 
for tomorrow. And all prices. Back in now, ready to go back to work on Connor. Behind on him, ball three. Ralph swings and lines this one out to left field. Hermaski goes back, reaches up in the air, and the ball is off his mitt. Going up against the fence. In the third base comes Castellone, and on the second goes Connor. It's a base hit, a double, drilled off Hermanski's mitt out in left field. Gene was doing a dance as that line drive came at him, and then reached up, trying to make a one-hand grab of it. It was off his mitt and up against the fence, and Connor gets himself a base knock. His 23rd of the year, a double, and Hodges and Robinson are at the mine now. Trying to uh, go to cool down backhead. He's had some wobbly support back of him. Particularly out there in left field. Fernandez stepping in is 0 for 2 today. Fly to left field and popped up to second baseman Robinson. Downing hitting it 2-5-2. The Pirates leading by the score of 2-1. to Threatening here now on a double by Connor. Castellone on at third base. And a good hitter, Fernandez up there. Pitch a curve, swung on, and lifted high out towards right field. Back for it goes Ferrillo in front of the scoreboard and blows it for the out. So that ends the top half of the fifth. No runs, two hits, two men left on, and there were no Dodger errors. Say, Red. Yeah, Connie. What do you hear from Joe the grocer these days? Well, Brother Desmond, Joe tells me that he's selling Sugar Crisp just like it was free tickets to a doubleheader. Yes, sir. Sugar Crisp is one cereal that everybody goes for. It's rich, wholesome puffed wheat with a delicious coating of sugar and honey. And it's fun to eat. Just wonderful for breakfast. All you need is milk or cream because Sugar Crisp is just sweet enough without sugar. And Sugar Crisp is more than a cereal, friends. It's perfect for between-meal snacks. And you can just eat it right out of the bag, just as it is. Sure, it makes delicious nibbling wherever you are. On a picnic, or listening to the ball game, or anywhere, you'll find Sugar Crisp is fun to eat. So be on the lookout for the cellophane bag with the three little bears frisking around on it. And that'll be Sugar Crisp, another guaranteed fresh post cereal. That's our newest. That's our baby, Sugar Crisp. Connie, any scores? Well, the Pirates got a couple, Red, and Brooklyn won. And we'll see what's going to come in the last half of the fifth inning. Captain Reese to lead it off to be followed by Hermansky and then by Snyder. Reese had a tremendous hitting slump. He's walking around talking to himself. He's hitting at 235. Runs up on a pitch, takes it then inside for ball one. They have not posted the three Chicago runs on the scoreboard here at Brooklyn. And when they do, you'll hear the fans hooping and hollering. Herb in there for a strike, and it's one and one. Cubs leading Philadelphia. Five to two. Phillies hit bat on the last of the seventh. Queen pitches again. Quick curve on the corner for strike two call. Reese undecided. Before he made up his mind, the curve was there. Ball one, strike two. Peewee coming up for his 99th at bat. And the three runs. They got him up there now. Queens takes a look, too, to see what they're hollering about. Philadelphia failed to score in their half of the seventh, too. There's another curve outside, just off the corner, a tick. 
Ball two, strike two. Dodgers need to start. They're trailing two to one. This is the first game of a doubleheader. Queen pumping comes down. A fastball inside. The reset a jump away from it. Ball three. Still the little colonel up there with a full count. And now here's the leadoff man and captain. Queen looking around to size up his defense. Westlake is back right up against that scoreboard out and right. Reese cuts on this one, grounds it down to third. Fernandez is up with it. There's a throw to Coogan in time, and Reese is out. Five to three of your scoring. Preston Ward, former Dodger, just hit a home run for the Cubs in the eighth inning with nobody on. Here's Gene Hermansky, batting at 425. Single and hit into a force play. Queen rocking on the mound, comes in with a curve, swung on, and pulls into right field for a base hit for Hermansky's second safe knock this afternoon. He's beat that one on the ground past Murtaugh, gave it a chase. Now that is hit number six off Mel Queen. Duke Snyder is up. Young Californian hitting at 315 with 28 base hits. One out. Pirates leading the Dodgers 2-1. to Hermansky at first base, one away. The pitch to Duke, fastball outside for ball one. Robinson moving out on deck. Queen taking his time. Pitching to a dangerous hitter, young Duke. Snyder swings, foul, tips it right into Mueller's mitt. And it's one and one. Ball one, strike one. Snyder has three home runs. Batted in 12 runs so far. He's the Dodgers' center fielder. And a good one. Fastball is up high for ball two. Ball two, strike one. Queen has always uh, featured fast pitching. Always had a good high hard one. Been throwing some pretty good curves today, too. Now the 2-1 pitch to Snyder. Swung on and lifted high out into left center field. Over for it comes Kiner. Ralph is under it, waiting now, and takes it for the out. This ball hit way up there. The two out. Last to the fifth. And Robinson, who had a chance in the third inning to open it up a little bit. A couple of men on. Both in scoring position. Grounded to the third baseman. Jack Single his first time. He's batting at 341, the National League defending batting king. Hermansky ready to scramble on anything now. Two out on at first base. Clean ready to pitch to Robinson. And there goes Hermansky. The pitch taken to the plate for a strike. The throw to second base in time for the out. And even though Gene had a big jump, the throw down to the second base got him to Danny Murtaugh. So that ends it. So the score at the end of five complete, it is Pittsburgh two and the Dodgers one. And now once again, here's Red. All of your friends listening in, you ever hear of uh, Black River Falls, Wisconsin, or Ash Flat, Arkansas, or Stony Creek Mills, Pennsylvania? Well, let me tell you that those are just a few of the hometowns represented on this Brooklyn ball club. Now, I mention them just to show you that you never know where next year's Major League stars are going to turn up from. And that's why we're especially anxious for all you folks listening in to our cross-country network today to 
Get on out and watch your local club in action. See what kind of a scout you'd make. And see whether you can judge Major League prospects when you see them. Yes, sir, fans, right in your own backyard, you might find the Preacher Row or the Carl Ferrello of tomorrow. Ash Flat, Arkansas, that's the Preacher's birthplace. And Stony Creek Mills lists Ferrello as a local boy who made good. So take a tip from the old redhead and have yourself a lot of fun watching organized baseball and the big league heroes of tomorrow right in your own hometown. Moving in the sixth inning. Here's a guy who made the grade, and he came from Toledo. Tiny Desmond. <laughs> well, Wally Westlake didn't lead it off again. He was up there in the fourth inning to lead off. He's over two. Looked at call strike three in the second, and then popped up to Robinson his last time. Westlake batting at 274. Outfielder straight away. Bankhead down his first pitch, a fastball under the knees for ball one. So the Pirates and the Dodgers rolling around in a squeaker ball game here. One run difference. Bankhead in with a curveball. It is over for a call strike. Dan has an assortment of deliveries. His fastball is usually shot in their overhand. It's a curveball in almost a three-quarter delivery. Then he'll change up on it. Throw an overhand curveball. There's one. It is hit slowly down to third. Cox is up with it. The throw to Westlake in, or to Hodges in time to get Westlake for the out. Cox has a habit of uh, holding that ball on slow hit ground balls and almost aggravating length. And then cut loose with that great arm of his to get the runner. He makes him run. Coogan, who struck out swinging and singled, is up there now. Young fellow, just 19. Batting at 174. Pitch swung out and missed one after a high fastball. Johnny Hopp pulled a muscle in his leg sliding just the other day, and uh, he's hitting this one out. He may play the second game, or he could be used as a pinch hitter. Took hitting practice today. Curve inside, ball one. One out, top half of the sixth inning. Pirates leading, two to one. Ray Mueller was two out, and Murtaugh at second base in the second inning hit a home run in the left field seats for the Pirates, two runs. Fastball high outside. The Dodgers got a run. There's a cash in a walk. Campanella walk. Showed it Reese, and then a single. Got the run home. Ball two, strike one. Bankhead, rocks, comes out of the pitch, swung on and missed, strike two. One out here, top half of the six, in case you just joined us. Big bad Buccaneers from Pittsburgh leading two to one. Dale Coogan up there with a count ball, two strike two. Cabanella stays low, back of the plate. Now the pitch swung on and fouled back out of play behind home plate. A little breeze picking up now, blowing in from center field. This is the first game of a doubleheader. So we may have the lights on before this afternoon or evening is all over. Backhead ready to pitch 2-2 again to this young rookie, Coogan. 
Here she comes. Curveball. It is up too high. Ball three. So he's run it all the way out now. Top half of the sixth inning. Outfield is playing around in the right field. Everybody pretty much fanned out, protecting all areas. Now let's see what Dan will do here. Comes down in there, 3-2, way outside for ball four. So on to first base now goes young Coogan. Second walk given up by Bankhead. And here's Donnie Murtaugh with a perfect afternoon. A double. He scored in front of Mueller when Ray kissed one back into the stands for a home run. And then walked his last time up. Murtaugh, a good hitter, batting at 292. He was played with arthritis last year. He had a tough time. After his fine year, the year before, he and Rojek had uh, two years right together. Now the pitch coming down, a fastball that is low for ball one. And ever since Rojek was hit in the ear by Ken Johnson, then with the St. Louis Cardinals, Stan's hitting has fallen off, a little gun-shy. Murtaugh is off to a nice start here this year. 26 hits, to the throw to first, Coogan back with a step. Top of the sixth. Pirates leading by one, two to one. Coogan jumps down off first base. Backhead comes in with his pitch, swung on as Coogan was going, and it's a long foul back in the upper deck in left field. So he decided to play a little hit and run. Coogan was sent. Murtaugh swung and fouled it away. Ball one, strike one. Danny goes back to the rosin sack. They're hanging around home plate. And strides back in there again. New ball put in play by way of Hodges again at first base. Cubs leading the Phillies 6-2. to two. Philadelphia at bat in the last half of the eighth inning. Bankhead working on Murtaugh here. Now the 1-1 pitch coming in, a curve that misses the outside edge, and it is ball two. Ball two, strike one. Daniel made one bad pitch so far, and that was the home run ball he served up to Ray Mueller, who's waiting on deck. Coogan jumping down off first base. And he draws another throw. Gets back. Bill Pozell, he's got the hook on him over there at first base. Infield in double play position with one out. Runner on at first. And Coogan goes again. The pitch swung on and hits safely out in the right field. Coogan is around second and goes lugging it into third standing on a single by Murtaugh. Oh, Danny punched one out through there. Hit run single to the right. That's his second hit. Coogan moving around to the far turn and brings up Ray Mueller. Mueller batting at 154. Home run with Murtaugh on. His last time he flied the left fielder Hermansky. Top of the six. Bankhead talking to Reese for the moment. And Irv Palika is up throwing again for the Dodgers down in their bullpen. So Mueller steps in. Pirates threatening here with one out. Top half of the six. They lead two to one over the Dodgers. First of a doubleheader. Bankhead do his stretch now. Holds it. And pitches in, just off the corner. Ball one. He'll be careful here with his Mueller up. 
Reese hollering into the mound. Ball one. Donnie Murtaugh at first base. Dale Coogan leading down off third base at foul ground. The outfield is straight away on this hitter and deep. Curveball gets there this time, right on the edge. Ball one, strike one. Snyder in center field is playing almost on a line back at second base. Perillo is over towards right center. And Armaski is straight away left and deep. Mueller hit one right over Gene's head and back in the stands. First time up. Pitch one on Boston to the mound. Bank hit turns. Goes to second for one. The throw to first. They get two. Oh, one to four to three. We're putting them down. And the Dodgers come up with their 34th. DP and Bankhead gets out of that. No runs, one hit. Parts have at least one hit in every inning off Bankhead. And now, Red. Yeah. What words have you got to brighten our afternoon here? Well, CJ, I got some words on how to brighten tomorrow morning. Say long about breakfast time. Will they do? No, that's for me. <laughs> well, the words are these, friends. You can't do better than to start your day with a sunny-flavored bowl full of post-toasters. Because post toasters are the better cornflakes. You know, there's a world of difference in cornflakes. And it's the post toasting that makes the difference. Just try them yourself and see if they aren't the best cornflakes that you ever sat down to. Extra good, extra tasty, extra fresh. Yes, indeed. It pays to remember this. When you go to the grocers, don't say cornflakes. Say post toasters, the better cornflakes. Got a few seconds for the last of the sixth inning. Uh, let's pause for station identification. Here at Ebbets Field, Jackie Robinson stepping in to be the first hitter, last of the sixth inning, and here's Tiny Desmond. Hello, Red. Robinson, one for two this afternoon, single his first time up. Came up with uh, two men in scoring position his last time and grounded out to third. He was at the plate in the fifth inning when Armaski was out stealing. Robinson batting at 341, takes a pass ball over for a strike. Well, I bet you're awfully glad you came along, huh? This nice ball game hurting duel between Mel Queen of Pittsburgh and Dan Bankhead of the Dodgers. Fastball nubbed off at the end of the bat. Foul back. Strike two. Horace Maine is up throwing again. Down in the bullpen for the Pirates. The last of the six. Pirates two and the Dodgers one. Robinson, Ferrillo, and Hodges will be coming up in that order. There's a sidearm pitched fastball inside for ball one. Ball one, strike two. Now a left-hander gets up and starts to throw down there for the Pirates. Here's the one-two pitch to Jack. Swung on and a high fly ball sailing out along the left field line. Kiner is in under it, and Ralph takes it for the out. The Robinson, a fly ball to left for the first out and the last of the sixth. Carl Ferrillo, who singled his last time right up the middle. First time, bounced out to shortstop Castellone. Furlow batting at 272. One out, nobody on. Fernandez was over the mound and now runs back to third. 
Now Queen, freezing along here. Bill Whirl is showing back of him now down on the bullpen. Left-hander. First pitch to Carl, inside for ball one. Bill Hodges moving out on deck. Outfield, deep and around towards left field, about two steps. Carl hits a lot to right. Queen's overhand curve is outside for ball two. A little breeze stirring, but not very much. Queen behind here now, ball two. Melvin throws again, swung on, and there's a high foul. It is hit up off first base. Coogan dancing in under it and takes it for the out. He's really jumping around under that one. Only took it over near the railing of the box seats. A two up, two down, the last of the six, and here is Big Gill. To call strike three his first time and hit a fly ball to left the second time up. Hodges batting at 290, 27 hits. Outfield now shifts a bit around towards the left field line as his big right hand pull hitter comes up, Gill Hodges. Queen's first pitch to him, swung on and lifted up over near the pirate dugout. Here's Mueller coming over, but he can't get it. The ball just does get over the roof of the dugout and back into the stands. Of course, all of Mueller's mates, too, are up to catch him in case he is going to come on in if he had a chance for it. Del Rice the other day during the Cardinal series, he started over after a ball and saw that he couldn't get it. It was back in the stands, and he was coming so fast that he just went into a slide. Break his speed. Roof is concrete. Pitches low in the dirt for ball one. Ball one, strike one. Two out, nobody on. Pittsburgh two, the Dodgers one. Last half of the sixth inning, post serials, setting it all your way. There's another curve that one bends right in for a call strike. One and two. Hodges has four home runs. He's knocked in 14 of the Dodger tallies this year, and he's batting at 290. Ball one, strike two. Pitch one on and grounded down to short. Nice pickup by Castellon. His quick throw to Coogan is in time to retire Hodges and the Dodgers. So that ends the sixth frame. Three up and three down. Last half of the sixth. And before we switch you over to Red Barber once again, friends, suppose we take a good look at our post-serial scoreboard to bring you right up to date. Chicago and Philadelphia, at the end of eight innings, it is the Cubs six and Philadelphia two. Bob Rush is going after his fifth game without a setback. Kirk Simmons started for Philadelphia with a 4-1 record. And Constanti took over in the seventh and then Miller in the ninth. Preston Ward, it is fourth home run for Chicago in the eighth inning with nobody on. The Giants lead Cincinnati six to nothing at the end of seven and a half in the first of a doubleheader. Monty Kennedy started. Coslow came on in the first inning, and Blackwell was a starter for Cincinnati. Ed Arrow in the eighth. That's the first of a pair. At the end of six, Boston and Warren spawn three. St. Louis and Harry Burkeen one. In the American League, the Yankees lead Chicago two to nothing at the end of five and a half innings with Sanford against Mickey Hefner there. Cleveland Indians have five to the Boston Red Sox three at the end of five innings. Bob Lemon against Stobbs. Bertie Tebbets in his third home run in the second with nobody on. Joe Gordon at his third and the fourth with nobody on. And Luke Easter his third and the fifth with one on. Philadelphia is at Detroit. They'll start later. Washington starting weak. And for 
St. Louis is Ned Garber. That's it, Red. All right, Connie. We're moving to the seventh inning. Pittsburgh two and Brooklyn one and Mel Queen, the pie pitcher who has pitched very steadily, is the first hitter. Dan Bankhead delivers a curveball good for a call strike. Rather significant move now uh, becomes apparent by the Dodgers. Jack Banter, the boss of the bullpen, is up and beginning to throw. Down the right field corner. Fastball fouled off by Queen, strike two. The game is as close as your next breath. The manager Shotton, now as we come into the uh, last third, the late stages, now has his top bullpen hand warming up. Jack Banta, B-A-N-T-A. Two to one, favor the Pirates. It's a tough one. First of two games. Bankhead throws a curve too high. Ball one. Post is very happy. Wherever you are, all over the United States, all over the world, thanks to Armed Forces being with us, Post Serials sending it to you. Everybody wants to know about the Dodgers. I feel back in the right. Queen offered two today, and offer eight for the year is a batter. Struck out, foul tip held by Campanella, and that's the fourth strikeout for Daniel. One up and one away. Connie pointed out to you last inning that the Pirates continued to peck away with hits every inning, but the only time they scored was in the second inning, when Murdoch doubled inside third, and Mueller caught an inside curveball and drilled it for a home run. Otherwise, uh, right hand is turned back. Top of the order, Castellone up. Swings, fouls the pitch off, back on the screen, out of play. Strike one. Castellone has a double and a single out of three at-bats. Eight for 40 for the year. Atfield stepped toward left. Sun out brightly. Folks are continuing to come into the ballpark. They'll see the finish of this and all of game two. Throw, curve, swung on, and popped up. Second baseman Robinson running under. No, Reese, the shortstop coming over. And it's Pee Wee making the catch well on the second base side. Between second and first. But he had uh, a better angle than Jack, meaning that he didn't have the sun in his eyes. Two up, two gone, top of the seventh. In addition to Batter working in the Brooklyn bullpen, Palika is up and throwing. So two strong arm right handers are going. No action right now for the Pirates. Center fielder Tommy Saffold, left hand hitter, 0 for 3 today, for the year hitting at 170. Bankhead's pitch, fastball high outside, ball one. Bankhead is slated to hit third in the last of the seventh inning, but maybe that's another reason why they've got the bullpen going for Brooklyn. Foul tip. One and one. One ball, one strike. Had a very nice crowd on hand. Lots of room in the park and people still coming in. Lots of baseball left. A throw, curve, beaten down on the plate and back foul. One ball, two strikes. Two out. Bankhead in no great hurry. Takes the side from Campanella. I feel into right on Saffle to play him to pull. Right hand to pumps, twist throws, fastball lined over short, out into left field. She's in there for a base hit. Saffle coming up with his first hit on four at bats, and the Pirates continue to hit in every inning against Bankhead. Eight hits, and this guy's over seven innings. 
Ralph Kiner, who in his last eight at-bats against the Dodgers, has six hits. Uh, Brooklyn pitching had Kiner crazy until he broke loose recently. Uh, he didn't get a hit in 33 consecutive at-bats against the Dodgers. That went from last year to this year. But then he caught up, and he's had uh, six hits in his last eight at-bats, and three of them have been for the works, and one including a Grand Slam home run. Kiner has two for three this afternoon. Swings on a fastball and fouls it off. The ball is one strike. Ralph hitting a 253. <laughs> the president of the Cincinnati Ball Club, Warren Giles, is here today, although his team is across the uh, river at the Polo Grounds. He's sitting with President Branch Rickian, so if you want to suspect that maybe they're talking over some business, I expect you might be right. That field around toward left on Kiner. Takes a curve, low outside for ball one. The overshift is on. The three infielders between second and third, leaving the first baseman only on the right side. And as he's holding the bag against the runner at first, that means there is nobody between first and second base. Outfield drastically overshifted toward left. Kind of tall, right-hand hitter. Swings and grounds the ball wide of third. Cox knocks the ball down, picks it up to throw over to first base. In time, and Kiner is out. It's quite a play. Cox beating the ball down deep, recovering, going over to first. No runs, one hit for the card in the top of the seventh inning, and it remains two to one in favor of Pittsburgh. Well, Brother Desmond, it's post puzzle time. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, who pitched Brooklyn's last no hit game? Oh, that was easy, Red. Rex Barney against the Giants, September 9th, 1948. T Rex, honey. And uh, I was talking to Rex a while back. You know what I found out? No, what is that, Red? Well, sir, found out that Rex Barney is another Dodger who thinks that post-sugar crisp is the best new cereal in many a long day. Red, he said, that sugar crisp is mighty good. Seems like you just can't stop eating it. And you know something, folks? Brother Barney's right. Yes, sir? If you want something new, something different, and something that's fun to eat, Get yourself a bag full of post-sugar crisp. That's the new puffed wheat cereal that's got a honey-flavored coating toasted right off. Perfect for breakfast or for between-meal snacks anytime. And you can eat it right out of the bag. Yes, sir. As a cereal, it's dandy. For snacks, it's handy or eat it like candy. Post-sugar crisp in the cellophane bag with the three bears on the outside. Billy Cox, first up, last to the seventh. Takes a curve, good for a call strike. Mel Queen, who's had the manacles on the Dodgers, is going to work. Left hand to Bill Whirl, who has been a successful pitcher against Brooklyn, is warming up for Pittsburgh. Fastball outside to Cox. Billy, one for two, doubled his last time up. Cox hitting at 280. Bata and Felica continue working in the Brooklyn bullpen. Curve is good for a call, second strike. One ball, two strikes. Pittsburgh two, Brooklyn one. Ball game getting tougher every step of the way. Throw, curve, hit slowly down toward third. Here's the third baseman, Fernandez up, throws to first base, in time. That was another bang-bang one. Been a lot of closeness down at first. Cox is out, third to first. One up, one away. And Roy Campanella steps in. 
Whether or not manages Sutton, he's going to pinch hit or not, remains to be seen. A lot of it depends on Campanella. Curve low outside. Ball one. Chatton has not tipped his hand at all. He doesn't want Pittsburgh to know what he's got. Just how he's come in a scheme. Reese, the leadoff man, is out on deck. Call strike. Curve, quick curve on the outside. The Cubs knock off the Phillies 7-2, and Bob Rush wins his fifth game without a setback. One one pitch, swung on, a bounding ball down to deep third. Fernandez, a nice stop to throw. The first is there in plenty of time, and Campanella is out. So let's see, is it Bankhead or is it the hitter? It's going to be Jim Russell to pinch hit. With two men down, and the Dodgers are a run behind, trailing in a tough ball game, two to one. Shotton is sending up a pinch hitter. Jim Russell, who's a switch hitter, and will come up there hitting left handed against right handed Mel Cree. Russell, 12 for 46, hitting at 261. So Bankhead is yet to pitch his first complete game in the Major Leagues. In fact, uh, he banged into the double play, you'll recall, in the fourth inning. If he'd been able to get a run in, then he'd still be the pitcher. Now, the manager has little uh, little choice when you get this late in the game and you run behind. you got to go after it. Russell hitting for the pitcher. And we'll have a new hurler, either batter or Polika, in the eighth inning. Queen pitches to Russell, who's hitting left-handed, switch hitter, over for a call strike. It's above the knees. 2-1 Pittsburgh. Right-handed pitches, a slow ball, low inside for ball one. Queen, easy working right-handed, delivers a slow curve high inside. Ball two, two balls, one strike. The Dodgers are right now in first place by a couple of percentage points, but they'll have to win this ball game to stay there. The Phillies have just been beaten seven to two by the Chicago Cubs. Rush has won his fifth game without a setback. Big Bob Rush seems to be coming into his own. Atfield around toward right on Russell. Swings and grounds the ball down toward second. Murtaugh off with it, throws to first, and Russell is out. The Dodgers go down, one, two, three, in the last half of the seventh. And who does manage to shot and what? Polika or Banta? Jack Banta is being brought on. Two to one, favor the Pirates. Banta will be announced officially in just a second. B A N. T.A. Here's the announcer. Now coming into pitch for Brooklyn, number 11, Jack Banta. Banta making his fifth relief assignment. He's won a ball game, hasn't lost one. He's made a start. In fact, he made the start at Pittsburgh. Didn't survive it. Blika continues throwing in back of him. Banta coming on to take over. Fernandez, Westlake, Coogan. The Pittsburgh hitters, the strong ones, are primarily uh, right-hand batters, and so uh, right-handers saved up for them. Especially at Pittsburgh, with that uh, near fence in left field.
matter, tall and lean. That was a, quite a sight that will stick in your mind when you recollect the last game of last year was at Philadelphia, and the Dodgers and the Phils were having an awful battle. And uh, no matter who managed to shot and put in there, the Phils ate him up. And finally, Batter came on to relieve. Broke something on a fingernail, and with his hand bleeding, he still pitched away and held the Phillies and the Dodgers won it in the tenth inning and thereby won the pennant. Batter's had a lot of trouble with his teeth this year. Better to pitch now to Fernandez. Does. False strike. Fastball. Hand high over the inside. Jack had some teeth pulled. They were pretty well impacted. Apparently some infection got in there and he's been having that worked on. Fernandez hitting 250. Takes strike two. That was a curveball. Same spot. Fernandez is uh, walking back of the plate talking to Donatelli. I don't think he's been pleased with the call on either one of the last two pitches. Matter tall, raw ball, whip cord, kick throws, ball hit foul, fast third. Third base coach Goldie Holt had to get down and underneath and keep from losing the horn. And nothing in two. First man up in the eighth. Pittsburgh two, Brooklyn one. Throw, curve, swung on, popped up. Out into short right field, Ferrello, the right fielder, under it. And Paul takes it for out number one. One up, one away, starting the eighth inning. Wally Westlake. Batting him right-handed. Both for three today. For the year hitting 271. Outfield edge toward left. Curve low outside. Batter, tall right-hander. Deals. Fastball swung on hit down to short. Reese up with a cleaner. They throw over to first to Hodges in plenty of time. Westlake is out before he's hardly underway. Two up, two down. And Dale Coogan... Was struck out in the second inning, bunted for a single in the fourth, and walked in the sixth. Is up. Rookie hitting left-handed. Coogan from out on the coast. He's a big kid, good-looking kid, and a fine prospect. Takes a pitch outside, ball one. He's a little green yet for the major leagues, but they want to have him around for a while before they send him out, so the next time he comes up, he'll have it. Pitch... Inside at the knees, ball two. Telling you a little bit ago that Warren Giles of the Cincinnati Club is here, sitting with uh, Branch Rickey. Also the general manager of the Pirates, Roy Haney, sitting down in a field seat by the Pittsburgh dugout. Two-all pitch. High outside for ball three. Giles and uh, Rickey are sitting together in the Brooklyn President's box. Amy is in the visitor's uh, field box. He's sitting down there alone. He's been down there all the time. He hadn't uh, been in any consultation with either Giles or Ricky. Three-nothing pitch in there for a strike. Cincinnati trying to make a deal. Change the ball club around a little bit. Club hasn't gone well this year. Three-one pitch, swung on, foul off. 
Dodgers, of course, anxious uh, to make a deal that will strengthen the, the club. This is going to be a tougher league. Tougher league than most people figured. The uh, unexpectedly strength of the Phillies has pushed the league around quite a bit. 3-2 pitches, swung on, fouled off. Fans howling about the scramble for the foul ball. Posterios keeping it posted. We continue on the eighth inning. Banner pitches 3-2. And Coogan stays off of a uh, inside curveball, walks to first base. First walk given up by Jack. Danny Murtaugh has had a perfect day against Bankhead. He had a double inside third in the second inning, walked in the fourth, and single in the right field, hit and run single, very smartly, in the sixth inning. Over the close stance. Jack deals. Over. Call strike. Nothing in one. Kogan ready to take off and go. Two out. He's been trying to run all afternoon. Throw him out was on a tip to steal. Capitola throws down the first base. Nothing time. Dave Coslow has just blanked Cincinnati in the first game of the doubleheader with two hits. And the Giants have won that first game eight to nothing. One one pitches a curve outside. Capitello unhappy on the call. Shaking his head. He's kicking very vigorously. He's turned around now to uh, Donatelli. Two balls, one strike. Capitello is still spoken. Ball right-hander, deals, fastball swung on, a high foul on the screen, out of play. Two and two. In the uh, first game of the doubleheader at the polo grounds, the Giants eight runs, four hits and two errors. Coswell going all the way, his record is now two and four. For Cincinnati, no runs, two hits and one error. Blackwell started, Eddie Erod in the eighth inning, and Johnny Hetke in the eighth inning. Chicago has knocked off the Phillies seven to two, that's a single game. Batter, two twos, strike three, swinging, and Murtaugh strikes out. So Jack ends his bid for a perfect day. Two to one, favor the Pirates. Well, fans, I want to tell you that the new 1950 Dodger yearbook is a book that's mighty hard to beat. And its post serials, fine offer to you Dodger fans wherever you are from coast to coast. You know, on home Saturdays, we are delighted, in addition to our regular New York coverage, to uh, have this network coverage bring you these games. Now, jammed to the covers with exciting information, dozens of pictures, pages of statistics, all about the banner team of the league. Yes, sir, that's the new 1950 Dodger yearbook that is really something to own. And to get your copy, send the box top from any post-serial package or the front panel of a sugar crisp bag, plus a quarter, to Dodger yearbook, box 79, Brooklyn 1, New York. Now, this is the same big book that sells at Evans Field for 50 cents. But you can get yours for only 25 cents 
plus the box top from any post cereal or the front panel of a sugar crisp bag. So get your request in the mail this very afternoon, yeah? Write to Dodger Yearbook, Box 79, Brooklyn 1, New York. And be sure to include your name and address. Otherwise, we won't always send it to you. The address again of Dodger Yearbook is Box 79, Brooklyn 1, New York. All right, good luck to you. And let's see about the last of the eighth inning. Reese Hermansky Snyder, top of the book of batting order. Right hand the Queen, deals inside for ball one. The tender Bill World is up and going. Manager Billy Meyer of Pittsburgh has got uh, World ready anytime he wants it. Throw, over, fastball. One ball, one strike. Queen is Pittsburgh, sound ball. The double play in the fourth inning helped him, of course, immeasurably. There's a line drive to left field for a base hit. So Reese opens up with a solid smack. Takes his turn around first and holds on as kind of retrieves and throws in two seconds. The Pee-wee singles, and this puts the tying run in first with nobody out last of the eighth inning. And the crowd sensing another Dodger rally, which this club is famous, now begins twisting and turning in horror. Gene Hermansky, who has two hits today and four hits for eight at-bats this year, steps in. Queen throws to first, holding Reese up. Pass of the infield draped in. Hermansky set the button, takes high outside for ball one. Reese at first. Pee-wee steps off. Green pitches, and Gene Bunt puts it in the air. It, it drops on the ground, and first baseman Coogan can't make a play. He kicks the ball, Reese goes into second, and that's his on at first, and Coogan is charged with an error. What happened was the ball was bunted into the air. Pitcher Queen could not quite come down and grab it. Catcher Ray Mueller couldn't get out and grab it. The ball was bunted up toward first, and Coogan running in. The young kid first baseman couldn't grab it. And as he went past it, he swiped at the ball with his glove and knocked the ball back as far as home plate. So the error was even a throw. It's an error. It's a sacrifice and an error. The sacrifice to account for Reese reaching second base. The error to account for Hermansky being alive at first. And the place is now vibrant and alive, colorful and scintillating. Never a dull day at Ebbets Field. That's the first hour of the ball game. Snyder, who drove in Brooklyn's run with a single earlier, is hitting at 3-11. The Pirates are looking for the bunt again, man at first and second. There it is, that's toward third. The bunt is fielded to first base in time, and Snyder is out. The pitcher, Queen, fielding the ball, trying it over to second base to Murtaugh, who covered. So Snyder sacrifices himself. To move Hermansky to second, and more important, to get Reese over to third. So the tying run and the possible winning run are at third and second. The batter is Jackie Robinson, defending batting champion, who is one for three today, and they're going to walk him. Jack will not get a chance to swing. He's going to be put off. Probably being purposely passed, they're pitching out. Ball two. 
Bill Whirl, the left hand, he continues throwing in the Pittsburgh bullpen. Ball three to Robinson. Next hitter is called Farrella, right hand batter. And ball four, Robbie walks. So the bases are up will be. Full of Brooklyn. So now manager Billy Meyer goes trotting out to the mound. He wants to talk to Queen. Like he feels that he's got to. The tender world down in the bullpen. Two to one game. Favor the Pirates. It's a struggle. Maya has got a meeting going on right now. Let's see. In addition to the manager, there's the catcher, the pitcher, and the second baseman, Murtaugh, who runs the infield. So he's going with Queen. And now Maya is sending Murtaugh over to talk to uh, Coogan, the first baseman, but high what's the situation played. Maya is now talking to shortstop Castellone. Three men are on, one man out, last to the eight. It's a big moment, and we're awfully glad that you've joined us, and Post Serial is very pleased to bring this to you. And if you're enjoying it, you remember that when you step in the grocery store here. Four-letter word, Post, P-O-S-T. That's it. All right, Pirello, the hitter. Here's the pitch. Carl swings at the high foul ball. Close to the stands, and Catsimula coming over, and he makes a fine catch of it right at the edge of the Pittsburgh dugout. Ray Mueller made a fine catch right at the very edge of the concrete of the Pittsburgh dugout, and Ferrello is unable to get in the tying run. Carl fouling out to the catcher, and the batter is Gil Hodges, who's gone 0 for 3. Hodges hitting 287 for the year. Queen trying to pitch out of this jam. Brooklyn having a big opportunity right now to get even in the ballgame at least, or bust it wide open. But right now, something's got to happen. The Pirates are going to get out of the situation or the game's going to be tied one way or the other because two men are out and three on. It's up to Hodges and Queen. Queen, the Pittsburgh hurler, takes the sign from Mueller. Veteran catcher. Hodges, a big right-hand hitter. Takes a curve, low outside, ball one. Reese at third. Homansky at second. Robinson at first. The Pirates hoping they can get out of this and survive the error which made this jam possible. Boot by the rookie at first base. Throw. Swung on. Fouled off. Out of play. One ball, one strike. Hodge is going over to fool with the rising bag. One ball, one strike. Two men are gone. Three on. Outfield around toward left. The infield back. Queen pumps. Deals. High inside. Four ball two. Two balls, one strike. Now Queen wants another agate to work with. In the first game at the polo grounds with the Josh beating Cincinnati 8 to nothing, we told you that Coslow pitched the shutout. Well, he did with the exception of one batter. Vern Kennedy started the ball game and pitched to one man. And then retired, and Coslow took over and went the rest of the way. And Kennedy is starting against Raffensberger in the second game. We don't know the reason for the juggle, but find out if we can. Now let's see. Two balls, one strike. Here's the pitch. 
The curve swung on, hit out into left center field. It is in there for a base hit. In comes one run. In comes another one. Robinson's around third base, and he's coming on toward the plate, and he is out at home. Milton Stock tried to hold Jack up. He had the red light on all the way, but no, Robbie was going to try and make it. So two runs are in on Hodges' single. It's a 3-2 game favor of Brooklyn. Robinson is thrown out of the plate. A relay by the shortstop, Castellone. Center field is Saffold. The shortstop, Castellone, to catch a Mueller. And Robinson is out and out by a wide margin. So that ends matters in the last half of the eighth inning. And Jack Banner, it's his ball game to win now, if he can hold it, goes out to the mound to pitch the ninth inning as the Dodgers are out in front. Three to two. Hodges singling cleanly into left center field. Say, Mom, have you tried it yet? Have you treated your family to the new post-sugar crisp? Well, honest, they love it. It's a honey of a cereal. Wholesome puffed wheat with a delicious coating of sugar and honey toasted right on. Sugar crisp is something new in cereals. Just wonderful for breakfast. You simply add milk or cream and dig right in. You don't need any sugar because sugar crisp is just sweet enough. And sugar crisp is perfect for between-meal snacks. So crisp and tasty that you'll want more and more. Hey, and you can eat it right out of the bag, too. Like candy. Sure, Mom, it's fun anytime, anywhere. As a cereal, it's dandy. For snacks, it's handy or eat it like candy. That's the new post-sugar crisp at your grocer's in the cellophane bag with the three little bears on it. So try it soon, yeah? Now the Pirates are going to have a pinch hitter. Marv Rickett coming up to be a pinch hitter, but first of all, let's pause for station identification. We had Abbott's Field and Jack Banner is pitching to pinch hit a Marv Rickett. There's a curve swung on and missed for a strike. Banner back over and it is called strike two. No balls, two strikes. Rickett wearing number 13. Got a golf glove on his left hand. Left hand hitter. Outfield around toward right. 3-2 Brooklyn. First man up in the ninth inning. Throw, swung on, hit down to first. Hodges up with it, runs over. Steps on the bag for the off. One man gone. So Rickett up there hitting for Mueller is retired. Three to two, favor the Dodgers. Top of the ninth inning. Brooklyn coming up with two runs. Neither run was earned. The error uh, kept it alive long enough, and the Dodgers promptly capitalized. And Johnny Hopp is going to hit for the pitcher. Hop hitting in the ninth inning, and he's been hitting very well this year, and he's out now because of a pulled muscle. He has 30 hits for 82 at bats and hitting at 366, so his absence in the first game, of course, is a tough blow. Uh, Coogan uh, didn't do uh, much hitting, although he did get on with a bunt single, but he made a costly error in handling a bunt in the eighth inning. One man gone. Brooklyn three, Pittsburgh two. Banner relieving, delivers, fastball over for a call strike. Hot batting left hand.
curve, low inside, ball one. Just now on the base hit by Hodges, I told you that he had a single. The official scorer says that uh, give him credit for a double. That he had second base under control before Robinson was thrown out at the plate. So that's to be he scored officially as a double for Hodges. Two runs batted in for Gill. Hop up there, one ball, one strike, one out in the ninth. Throw, over, call, second strike. Fastball. Brooklyn three, Pittsburgh two. It's a tough one, and we're down here at the wire. Right-handed kick throws. Outside for the fastball, just missing, and it is two balls, two strikes. Polika is working in the Brooklyn bullpen, but working rather easily because he's ready in the event that Batter has any trouble here in the top of the ninth. Batter trying to nail this one down. It's his ball game if he can do it. There's two runs of his. It happened just now in the eighth inning. Right-handed pitches. A curve just missing outside, and it is three and two. Three balls, two strikes. One gone, top of the ninth. That's the first of two. Hot ball set. He's had a great year so far. The 3-2 pitch. Swung on, fouled off. Still 3-2. and two. One gone. Waiting out on deck. Top of the order, Pete Castellone. Batter comes down again, three and two. There's a fly ball hit out into short left center. Smatter going over, and the center field makes the catch. Out number two. And the big crowd, of course, roars. Now Pete Castellone coming up. The St. Louis Cardinals just came up with six runs in the eighth inning at Boston, the go-ahead of the Boston Braves, seven to four. The Braves seem to be having that one under control. They were leading four to one. The Cardinals got spawned out of there. And scored six times. And it's now St. Louis seven and Boston four in the top of the eighth. Now, Castellone up. 3-2 favor the Dodgers. Two gone, top of the ninth. Pete has had two for four this afternoon. And for the year, he's hitting at 195. Right-hand batter. Batter deals. The curve swung on. There's a ball hit over short in for a base hit into left field. So Castellone on with his third hit. And the Pirates now have got the tying on at first base. 270 feet away from where it counts with two out, top of the ninth. Single in the left. That's his third hit. This is the first hit off the leaf pitcher batter. It's the ninth hit for the Pirates. The tenth hit for the Pirates. Center fielder and left-hand hitter, Tommy Saffel. Batter looking him over, taking the sign. Castellon leading off first, ready to go on anything, two out. Batter's quick curve is over for a call strike. That's the curve he throws hard. Brooklyn three, Pittsburgh two. 
Ralph Connor waiting on Dak. So you know that uh, Batter doesn't want to tangle with him if he can help it. Taking dead aim on Sappho right here. Defender Bill Worrell begins throwing again for Pittsburgh in the bullpen. The pitch is high outside. Ball one. One ball, one strike. Sappho uh, based it his last time up. He's one for four. Hitting 188. Outfield slanted toward right. The wind is blowing from left to right. Batter's pitch. Swung on and missed. Third ball. And it's one and two. One ball, two strikes. Tall, lanky Kansan. Reese coming over from short, talking to Banta. Campanella settling down. Steady catcher. Boy, he does a job back of that dish. Gives the sign. Two gone. Hyde trying to hang on, get even. Dodgers trying to cut it off. One and two pitch. As a ground ball hits solid down towards second. Robinson up with it, throws to first. In time, the game's over. And Brooklyn wins it three to two. So Brooklyn wins three to two. And that's the ball game down there at uh, first base. That's the first game of the doubleheader. We'll go over some runs, hits, and some arrows, and etc. just a moment. But uh, one thing about these Dodgers, they know that they've got to play hard to repeat on that pennant. And they've just gone back into first place right now, winning this ball game as Philadelphia has been beaten by Chicago this afternoon. And for the Dodgers to repeat on the pennant, they've got to stay in the peak of condition. And that's where training and especially good nourishing meals comes in. The Brooklyn manager himself, Bert Schotten, just told me, Good condition is all important. Yes, sir. You've got to eat well to play well. Well, fans, you take a tip from this team of champions and be sure that you eat properly, too. And remember, you're not eating properly unless you have a good breakfast, one that includes fruit, bread and butter, a beverage, and cereal. Yes, sir. That's the least a body needs to start the day right. And when you're choosing your cereal, here's a tip. Make the cereal in that breakfast a post-cereal. Then you'll be sure that you're getting solid, grand slam nourishment every time. Remember, it's post for the most of everything good in cereals. Now for Brooklyn to pull the ball game out of the fire. Three runs. Eight hits. And for the Dodgers, no errors. For the Pirates, two runs on ten hits. And for Pittsburgh, an error. And that error, of course, uh, opened... Uh, the door and the Dodgers zoomed right in and zoomed into first place. Uh, Queen uh, is a losing pitcher. He went all the way. His record is now one and two for the year. For Brooklyn, the winning pitcher is relief pitcher Jack Batter, who worked the last two innings. For Batter, his record is now two and all. Two wins and no setbacks. The Dodgers are now three and one in the season series with the Pirates. Game two will be coming along in about uh, 12 minutes. I think that was the story on that one. Very quickly now, we'll bring you up to date on the post-scoreboard. As we told you, Philadelphia lost its single game today. The Cubs winning 7-2. to two. Uh, Bob Rush went all the way, and the big young right-hander has now won five and hasn't lost for the Little Bears. Seven runs, ten hits, and one error for Chicago. Philadelphia, two runs, five hits, and no errors. Kurt Simmons, who 
has won four, lost his second ball game, Constanti in the seventh, and uh, Bob Miller in the ninth. There was one home run, Preston Ward of the Cubs in the eighth inning, hitting his fourth. In the first game of the doubleheader, the Giants beat the Reds 8 to nothing. For New York, eight runs, 14 hits and two arrows. Kennedy pitched to the first hitter, then Coslow went the rest of the way, and of course for Coslow, it's the win. Uh, Cincinnati, no runs, two hits, one error. Blackwell started, Eddie Erott in the eighth inning, and Johnny Hetke in the eighth. There was one home run, Marty Irwin, recently recalled by the Giants, hit his second home run. His first was a grand slammer against the Cubs. This one came in the third inning today with two on, and uh, counted for the first scoring. In the second game over there at the Polo Grounds, Raffensperger, with the old uh, fly-casting delivery, is going for the Reds. And Kennedy, who pitched to one man, the first one of the first game, is the starting pitch in the second game. Uh, St. Louis at Boston. The Braves at bat in the eighth inning. The Cardinals just exploded for six runs in the uh, eighth to go ahead seven to four. Brakeen started for St. Louis, Martin in the seventh, and Boyer is now pitching in the eighth. Fire for the Braves. Spawn started was routed in the face of that six-run eighth inning, and Chipman had to get the side out. In the American League, the Yankees, with Fred Stanford going, are at Chicago, and the Yankees are leading at the end of eight, three to one. A half to started for Chicago, and Judson in the eighth inning. Boston is at Cleveland, and at the end of seven innings, the Cleveland Indians eight, and the Boston Red Sox four. Eleven pitching for Cleveland. For Boston, Staub started, and uh, Shands came on in the seventh. For Cleveland, Joe Gordon and Luke Easter hit home runs, and Bernie Tevich has hit one for the Red Sox. Philadelphia, Detroit. Uh, Bobby Chance going for the Athletics, and uh, Art Hootman going for Detroit. And Philadelphia got a run in the first inning. Washington and St. Louis. It is one or nothing in favor of the Browners at the end of three innings. Garver for St. Louis, and White pitching for Washington. Once again here, the Dodgers beat the Pirates 3-2, to two and are now in first place in the National League. But, however, first place is one of those things. To have it is to hold it. Well, folks, we are very happy to have had you. And for those of you listening in on the network, uh, next Saturday at Ebbets Field, and you might bring your calendar, the St. Louis Cardinals will be here Saturday, June 17. And, boy, that'll be a good one. So we'll count on seeing you. And, of course, uh, for you folks listening in our station in New York, well, we've got the second game of the doubleheader. And, of course, we in business every day at the same stand. So join us again here on these Brooklyn broadcasts. It's been fun bringing you this one in behalf of Post Serials, and we certainly hope you enjoyed it. If you have, remember that you say thanks every time you bring home a package of any of the famous Post Serials, Post Toasters, Post Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes, Post Raisin Bran, 40% Bran Flakes, or Post Tens. And if you're one of the folks who haven't tried Post Sugar Crisp yet, be sure that you look for the cellophane bag with the three little bears on it here. And now speaking for Connie Desmond, this is the old redhead, Red Barber, saying so long.